Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And does it work? Well, hello. What's up? There it is. We didn't have you at first. Yeah. You there? Tyler, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can barely hear you though. All right, we were, <laughs> I'll re- pre- rephrase what Joe asked. Let's talk about the lousy power play. Next to last in the league, Sully made some changes. Uh, took uh, uh, both Carlson and Malkin off the top unit. You think that'll last, and will it work? Well, if it starts turning around, it'll definitely last. You know, and I think there definitely need to be changes. And when you hear Sullivan talk about the power play, he's willing to do anything, and he's willing to make a lot of changes to try to get that thing going. They have nothing to lose right now. Second in the league with those kind of players, it's it's very, very surprising. And how about three-on-three? Clearly, Marcus Pedersen is the answer there, Tyler. (laughs) You know what? What a year he's having. Yeah. He might be playing playing himself right out of Pittsburgh the way he's playing. He's a a great, great player. And the way he's developed over the last three or four years is unbelievable. And I thought, honestly, I thought P.O. Joseph would have developed like that and kind of made some big steps, but P.O. hasn't really made the steps like Pedersen's made, and it's it's surprising to me. And what I like about Pedersen, he's like the modern-day Dumoulin with a little bit more of a scoring touch, a little bit more playmaking. He sticks up for his teammates, even though he gets beat up a little bit. He, he, is, he, he is great. I, lo- I love that kind of player. All right, Tyler, the big question with the Penguins, what are they going to do with Gensel? Um, you, you saw what uh, Vancouver gave up to get uh, the the kid guy from Calgary, Lindholm. What do you see happening with Gensel? They're going to wait up right up to the deadline, and how do you factor in the fact that Sid absolutely loves playing with Gensel? Well, I think Sid will have a lot of say in it, and I think it depends if they make you know where they sit at the pl- uh, the trade deadline. You know, if they're going to squeeze in there, I think they keep and try to get something done this summer. But it's hard to compare the Vancouver Canucks and Pittsburgh Penguins because one's in first place in the league and the other is trying to fight for a playoff spot. And, you know, if they're not in a playoff spot, you kind of have to get rid of them just because, you know, his prime is in the rebuilding stages of the Penguins. 
and you're going to miss his prime of being that leader with a team that's still trying to develop, get into playoffs, trying to establish themselves. Again, you finish middle, you'll be middle for a long time. You either finish last and get a, a really good first overall or you know top five pick, and you start building your team that way, or you know you, you start winning again. But for them, I, I I think it really depends how they do at the deadline, and I think. Kyle Dubas is going to be very active on the trade deadline. He, he's a guy that always is, and I think a guy that's not going to sit around in the weeds and see if his team's going to play and figure a way to get in the playoffs. Tyler Kennedy on the fan hotline. We were just talking about Carlson and the level of disappointment we feel in him this season. What were your expectations for him, Tyler, and has he fallen short of those? Well, Guys, I said this at the summer. I played against him. I know what kind of player he is. He hasn't changed. You know, and the one thing for me, again, I love watching him play. I think he, he adds a, a dynamic that the Penguins need of the more offense they needed last year to get into the playoffs, which they didn't have. But the problem with Carlson, he's not good on defense. You know, and when you when you want to win consistently – in the NHL, you got to take care of your own end. And he's not too worried about his own end. And he keeps saying, yeah, I want to win. I'm here to win. It's like, well, play defense. You know, play better defense. Take care of the puck first. Your offense is going to come. You're making $11 million guaranteed. Don't worry about getting your point. And if you guys have heard Drew Doughty, he called out a couple of his teammates in L.A. saying, yeah, yeah we're up by a couple goals and these guys are still get, trying to get their cookies, you know, which means still trying to get points. And a guy that's won before knows that's not how it works. That's not how a championship team works. And I, I think Carlson has a little bit of that in him, you know. And I think especially down the stretch, this is going to really show if he really wants to win and play better on defense or if he's just going to stick to the way he's playing for the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. Tyler, I look at the standings, and one day I feel good like the Penguins are going to make the playoffs. The next day I don't. I'm just wondering, these teams, maybe after Toronto in sixth place, I mean, Detroit, Philly, the Islanders, the Penguins, the Devils right behind them. I don't know. It it, it doesn't look like at the bottom of the East, the bottom eight, uh, six, seventh, eighth teams are very good. I, do you like the Penguins' chances? The Flyers in a free fall, and and Patrick Waugh so far hasn't worked out with the Islanders. Yeah, like the Islanders, they're going to take time to get his system in. You know, sometimes it works out trading or firing your coach and getting a new guy and getting him going. You know, the Islanders, they just don't have the scoring power. You know, they don't have that top-end talent that a lot of other teams have. You know, you don't really know, besides Barcel, who's going to put up you know, 30 goals. Like, if Jake Gensel goes to that team, he's probably the best player on that team. Um, Philadelphia, you knew I, I knew the bubble was going to pop, and it's so nice to see the bubble pop in Philly, and they're really starting to play how, how I thought they'd be playing all year. So I think we'll pass them up. But it's going to be a dogfight all, all the way to the end, and let's just hope the Penguins get some consistent wins and kind of get on a roll because it, it, it would be easy – to get into a playoff with how the other teams are playing right now. Tyler, do we need more fighting in the NHL? And did you ever just beat the hell out of anybody on the ice? Did that ever happen? Yeah, I I, I think 
there's always a place for fighting in hockey. It just keeps everyone under control. It makes your your stars feel a lot safer. You know, it keeps guys, you know, just in place. You know, it keeps them under control. It's like a sheriff on the ice. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. When's the last time you saw a fight that no one was sitting in their seats? You know, everyone's standing up, cheering it on because it's exciting. You know, the biggest sport in the world right now is UFC, and all it is is fighting. So uh, do I think there's a place for fighting in the NHL? 100%. I always felt safe when we had guys like Eric Goddard, Aaron Asham, you know, Craig Adams, uh, George LaRock. When they were in the lineup, it definitely loosened me up a little bit, you know, and saying, okay, someone's got my back. Um, I had a couple good fights. I don't know. I had probably like 20, 25 fights in the NHL, and, the, what would you the say one, your record was? Yeah, and he asked if you beat the hell out yeah. of anyone. Did anyone beat the hell out of you? Boys, I'm like 50-50. I would go in swinging. <laughs> you know, the one thing, knock on wood, I never, no one ever caught me with a, a hard punch. You know, I got caught, but it wasn't like knock me out. I was, I was, I, I feel like I dealt with a lot of demons because that was like my worst fear, getting just in a fight and getting knocked out in front of 20,000 people. I thought that would be the most embarrassing thing ever. Um, so, but the, the one fight I had a couple, I had obviously great fights with uh, Sean Avery just because everyone hated him. He was pretty tough, but I never really won too many of those. But the one that I fought a guy that was out of my weight class was that Jamie Ben. I, Jamie Ben took a run out of Genny Malkin. And I remember I challenged him and, I worked on boxing all summer. I was like, you know, after my first three or four years, I'm like, all right, I got to learn how to fight. So I took boxing lessons for a full summer. You know, I would stand on a two by four and I would grab my trainer and we would just box, you know, getting his head up, pump, 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 you know, and we would do that all summer. And then when I got in that fight, I actually give it to Jamie Ben. I had a great fight with him, center ice. And that was one I, I really did pretty well considering the guy had 40 pounds on me and, you know, a couple inches. And then another one was that Travis Harmonic uh, guy on the island. It was the game before Christmas. And in warm-up, or sorry, before the puck drop, he was screaming my name, going, you're dead, I'm coming for you. (laughs) And I'm going, buddy, it's the day before Christmas. I am flying out right after this game. And I was so mad that he asked me to fight the day before Christmas or the day before we got off that I absolutely give it to him. I ended up giving him a black eye. I caught him with one square right in the, the nose or in the eye. And later in my career, I ended up playing on the islands with him. And he was a great guy. We had a lot of good laughs. But his wife was so mad because every pitcher – at Christmas that year, he had a big shiner. And I said, hey, I told his wife, I go, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do before my Christmas break. And your husband was screaming at me, give me no choice. And that's why I give it to him so bad. But, you know, a lot of good memories, a lot of good things. But I, I, I do like watching guys get in a tussle, that, that energy. You know, again, it's like the most warrior thing to fight another man. Not too many people can really say they went toe to toe with another human being. You know, it, it takes a lot of courage. Ron, we Tyler, do that every day. Yeah, we do it every day in the studio, Tyler. You mentioned Sean <laughs> Avery. More than one person has told me they thought he literally tried to hurt people. That there aren't many guys that play the sport to try to hurt people. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, like, you know, I play with some guys, you know, that they, they, they were hitting to hurt. You know, like Matt Cook, when he hit, he was he was trying to get you out of the game. Sean Avery, when he was doing his stuff, he was trying to hurt guys. And going back to fighting guys, when I was fighting someone, I was trying to kill them. You know, because you have to, because that that it was like a switch that goes off. You know, you, you can't. Oh, I don't want to hit him too hard. Like you're literally trying to bury his face through your knuckles. You know that's that's just the nature of it. You know, again, your back's against the wall. You have to do it. So, do I hold anything about the guys that are out there trying to hurt? No, no, that's that's part of the game. Like I, I play with a lot of guys that did that. You know, and on the other side, but you had to know certain guys like a Jordan Tutu were on the ice because again he, he was looking. To make make you hurt, you know. So again, that's a that's a that's a part of the game that I think the NHL is missing a little bit now. It just again, it's fast. There's high scoring. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But that grit, that that energy, that, you know, that excitement that way, I think we've lost it a little bit. Maybe I'm just sounding like an old washed-up ex Stanley Cup champion guy here, but that's what I feel. <laughs> I just went back and because of Ron's question, looked at a piece I wrote from 2008, and the head it was you guys were in a playoff series with uh, with the Rangers, Penguins Rangers, and the headline is Avery's a coward. And then I have uh, Brooks Orpik saying even his own teammates hate him. <laughs> he tried to injure Crosby in that series, and yeah. Sid told me he wasn't going for the puck; he was going for my wrist. And that was when. <laughs> And Hal Gill said during a game, Tyler, as reported by Pierre Maguire, he said, Hal Gill just said to Avery on the ice, you weren't hugged enough as a child, were you? That's why you've got issues. <laughs> Everybody hated him, even his teammates, right? Yeah, I heard he was just a different guy. You know, he was a different, very standoffish, very go there, do his thing, get out of there, you know, and – Again, I had some good battles with him, and I used to get a lot of heat from my buddies and some of my buddies here because he would—he was like a fashionable guy. Like he would wear like you know, like real fancy suits. Like he was right into the fashion, and he would like he'd have like purses and stuff. It was very odd, and I remember he beat me up pretty good. And my buddy go, you know, they're like a guy that carries a purse to the game just beat you up, you know? And I was like, Hey, he's tougher than he looks. Believe me, I'm trying my best. He, he is tough. He was strong. Um, he, he was a strong guy, knew how to fight. And, um, but again, like I like listening, he's got some podcasts. He, he's, he talks quite a bit on social media and just hearing him talk after. And he goes, I had to do that stuff. That's what made me different. That's what, you know, made a lot of room. And, I actually had a guy interview me about Matt Cook this week, and he was talking about how Cookie Matt Cook is a coach in Newfoundland where they had that Terry Ryan play. And they're like, well, what do you think about a guy that played the way Matt Cook played? And now he's coaching. And I'm like, guys, 
I love playing with Matt Cook. You know how much room he created for me and Jordan Stahl? I got a lot of goals because the defenseman was looking over his head mm. because Matt Cook, if he didn't turn, Matt Cook was going to run him through the boards, you know, and that made the puck open for me, you know. But again, those the guys that you hated the most were the guys you wanted to on your team. You know, a guy like Sean Avery, he would have been a good good guy for the Penguins to pick up. You know, maybe we had our own guys like that, but he 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 brings something, you know, a piece of the puzzle that you need to have a good team. Tyler, real quickly, the Penguins don't play again until Tuesday night. Ten days off. How hard is that? What do you expect? And if you're a player, my God, you got to be dying to get back in a game, right? A couple things, boys. Well, one, did you guys see the new thing that came out? Sid was skating at an outdoor rink in uh, where Big Sky in Colorado or something. He was on an outdoor rink just working on skills. I didn't see that, but not surprising, yeah. right? Yeah, not surprising. Again, a guy that just obsessed with being perfect you know he does everything right you wouldn't expect anything less still going to the all-star game at his age is awesome and you know there's some guys that you know i don't know about you but if once i have a a, a week off work that first day it's like you're i'm like i'm like a sloth coming out of bed you know you're like oh here we go again because it's it's tough it's a tough schedule um but having 10 days off in the middle of the year I don't think I've ever had that long. And that that really if they if they don't come back recharged, we're in trouble. You know, and and what it does make is a great race to the finish line because now everyone's rested. Everyone should be playing their best hockey and it's very exciting for a fan watching these last half of the game because they're 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 in a tight race and the penguins are rested so they have no excuses. 15-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Ron, may I engage Tyler in a game of free association? Oh, yeah. This is a highlight, Tyler. Go for it. Tyler, I'm a, in honor of the NHL skills competition, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about guys you've played with and against. And if a quick answer doesn't come to you, you can just say pass and I'll move on. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Fastest skater you ever played with? Chris Connor. Fastest skater you ever played against? Connor McDavid. Best overall skater, good on the edges, change of direction, all that that you ever played with? Nathan McKinnon. Mm. How about against? Oh, sorry. With Crosby, against McKinnon. Hardest shot of anybody you ever played with? Ooh, Brent Burns. How about somebody you played against? Zidane Chara. That's not one you want to block, huh? Well, I flamingoed most of the time, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Best wrist shot you've played with? James Neal. Against? Obechkin. Backhander, I think I know the answer. Best with? Sid. Against? I don't know. Pass. No, no one uses their backhand. I don't remember anyone using their backhand very good. Actually, Joe Pavelski. Pavelski, okay. Best stick handler you ever played with? Evgeny Malkin. Against? Matthews. This is good, isn't it, Ron? It is good, and there's he's very good at this game. With, there's tension with every answer. 
Best one-timer you ever played with? Joe Pavelski. Against? Ovechkin. Yeah, I knew that was going to come. Yeah, he was automatic in his day. We have a shootout to save the world. We're down to our last shot. Who's the one player you played with that you want making that shot? Tyler Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What are you guys laughing? No, um, (laughs) you guys shouldn't be laughing, but um, an undercover guy that I thought was extremely good was Joe Pavelski. He was a guy that he he, he was very good on uh, shootouts when I played with him. And the one guy you played against that you'd choose in a shootout? TJ Oshie. Nice pick. And lastly, Tyler, the hardest hitter you played with in your career? Um, Jordan Tutu. And against? Who's uh, Coletta? Remember Coletta in Buffalo? Yes. Remember that Coletta? Yeah, he had like a truck. Like I don't think he knew there was a puck out there, but he 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 keep your head up. He was a guy that had the the welding face mask, you know, the shield on, but he hit like a football player out there. I remember you you get the rid of the puck a little quicker. Tremendous stuff today, Tyler. Thank you. And you got your big event going this weekend, correct? Does it start tonight? Starts tonight, boys. I know you guys are going to be heading down Bring your golf clubs. I want to see if you guys can out hit TK. It's my new. It's my new sport, golf. I can pound the ball. The longest drive gets a Jari jersey, so it's going to be a lot of fun. When and where? South Park tonight starts at six. Goes all weekend. Don't be surprised if I show up you with know, my driver. You know, Joe Tyler is a, a, a newfound addict to golf for a couple years now. He begs everybody to play. You might be getting a call. Hey, I'd love. I, I I'm always up for a good game of golf. I'm during COVID. That's one thing about COVID. It kind of got me hooked on golf because I was nothing to do. I lived on a golf course, and I just golf. And now I got a good, you know, a good group of buddies that I go with, and we just have a time. But I I enjoy it. I'm actually trying to get some new clubs now to make sure my A game's coming this summer. You ever play with Mario and Caulfield and Pierre? No, Pierre and Mario Golf at Nevillewood, where I am, but I've never played with those guys. I'm honestly intimidated to even ask to play with those guys because those guys are so good. Like, again, I, I live on one of the holes, and those guys, they get up, they, they golf fast, and they're automatic. Hmm. You know, up, hit it, gone. And it's, you know, I don't know how far, but I, I just – watch them and and they're pretty automatic and they're good golfers and whenever I play with a guy who's better than me or like that you know that puts a little pressure my golf game not good I'm a mental midget out there (laughs) thank you Tyler have a great weekend man good luck with the event thanks boys take care Man, was he great today Ron huh yeah that was uh, that that, was an all-timer that was fun I liked some of his answers that was incredulent 
Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Cloudy today with a high of... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.